And now, here's your host, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you, Joanne, and welcome, everybody, and happy almost Christmas. Uh, We do hope you can spare us an hour of your time today, even though I'm sure you're very busy with many other things, because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program, so that's what we're looking for, your participation. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you very much for last week. Uh, You helped us go beyond what uh, our pledge goal was, and that was very kind of you. And it's always good to know that the show is appreciated and that the station is appreciated. And so we say thank you very much from the bottom of our heart for that. And uh, I'm sure we can get uh, Tiny Tim his new crutch. (laughs) So uh, anyway, the two numbers to join us today, area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415 Eight four one four one three four or toll free. Yes, we have a toll free number. Eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. Again, that is eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. This is a good time to call. By the way, we want to get you on as soon as possible, and uh, we don't want you to be at the end of the show when uh, we might not get all of your question or all of your call. So again, give us a call as soon as you can. We want to hear from you if you have a question or answer for us. 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. You can listen to us while you're wrapping your gifts. Mm-hmm. And um, also, if you would like to hear us uh, on live stream, that is at KALW.org. I also want to remind you of our email address, because you may want to use it today, and that is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. You can email us during the show, and it will pop up, and I will read them. Um, We prefer you call because we enjoy talking to you, but if you want to email, that's fine. And uh, also, and a final announcement, our podcast should be up uh, sometime after our show today, and that will be available at KALW.org and many other places, like Apple. So uh, make a note of that, please. Okay. All that being said, we will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And here is the first. Uh, Cameron Shaw has been very good and is crossing her fingers that she will be this will be the year, I'm sorry, Cameron Shaw has been very good and is crossing her fingers that this will be the year Santa Claus finally brings her a pony. Oh, you have room in your place, huh? Uh-huh, I have a whole room that the <laughs> pony can stay. I was wondering about that, the pony room, yeah, okay. The pony, yeah. Well, you know, there's not a lot else you can do with that room. Uh, all right, hoping to join the elf on the shelf and the mensch on the bench, Lori Fisher brings the chatter to Minds Over Matter. I like it. Hey, good. And when it comes to Christmas music, our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, feels like he's on the world's longest elevator ride. That's for sure. Yeah. If I hear Johnny Mathis sing, have yourself a merry little Christmas one more time. <laughs> Can't get too much of that. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's start with a round of questions. And Cameron, you start. Okay. Um, well, sure. The two of you, I have a lot of seasonal questions here. Um, The first, I guess this is the closest to a list question I have this week. Uh, I have three major historical events that occurred 
on the winter solstice, so December 21st. There's one in the 17th century, one in the 19th century, and one in the 20th century. And a little later, perhaps, I can give you specific years, but at the moment, I'm just wondering if you have any guesses on what those are. If it's a little too broad, I can hone it in for you. That's pretty broad. That's pretty Um, broad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, One is an exploration event, let's say, the 17th century. One is scientific in the 19th century. And one is exploration in a much broader, further sense than uh, the 17th century for the 20th. Um, Both scientific and exploration, let's say. So they're all basically scientific and exploration. Well, no, the the uh, 17th century is pure exploration. Okay. And, and it's a singular event. So it's not like Magellan's voyage. It's like setting foot on or finding yes. something. Okay. Yes, you're, you're, you're really in the, going in the right direction here. All right. Well, yeah. Right direction. What do you think, Laurie? Well, I like the hint that Magellan, there's something okay. about Magellan and we, we it's got not Magellan. Signal. Okay. But somebody like him. So, okay. So who's in the 1600s doing exploration? Lots of people. In December? In yeah. Des- well, good point. That is, uh, are any of them kind of remarkable because of cold weather? Uh, I would say it's remarkable that they survived because of cold weather. In the seventeenth century. Seventeenth century. Yeah. Is it a is it a uh, north or south pole expedition? No. Okay. No. They now give you the rest of the world. Then is it anything to do with the exploration of the new world? You know, the North or South America. Yes. Yes, very much so. Is By Europeans, a, that is. Right. So it would be, say, the discovery of something like the Mississippi River or something of that of that ilk. Um, uh, something or, of that ilk, but a little more specific. Yeah. Okay. Is it in North America? Yes. Right. More specific than discovering the Mississippi River. Um, yeah. Huh. No. All right. It's something I have to think about. Okay. Um, okay. Just give the question once more, please. Okay. So I have three major historical events that occurred on the winter solstice. I have one in the 17th century that is exploration based in the new world um, featuring some very famous Europeans. Um, I have one in the 19th century that is scientific, a scientific discovery. And in the 20th century, a scientific and exploration based event that was much, much lauded and very exciting for the world. All right. And uh, Lori. One quick question for Cameron. Is the one in yeah. the 20th century, did that play, take place not on Earth? Uh, it t- it started on Earth. Okay. How's that for a hint? That's good. So it goes yeah. into space. Yes. It's not the, it's not our first landing on the moon, but we're in the, we're in the, we're. But, off. but you're in, yeah, you're yeah. in the right, right zone there. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we okay. have enough hints so that yes. people who are smarter than me can get it. All right. I, it's hard to find a solstice question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, mine are, mine are much more Christmas and popular culture oriented. So I looked at the list of the all time highest grossing 
films in which Christmas is a major player or a major theme. There are seven of them that have earned more than $300 million. I'm looking for the seven highest grossing Christmas films of all time. And they're all are Christmassy. It's not the, like they happen to have a Christmas thing in them. They're definitely Christmas theme. I'll give you like two guesses each. Oh, okay. Yes, that's it. All right. Okay. And, and Joanne is guessing Toy Story, and that is not one of them. Okay. How about Love Actually? Love Actually is just off the list. So I'll give you half a point. It is eighth on the list at $245 million, So I'm no bell on that one. How many are we looking for? Seven. Oh, wow. Uh, and okay. I just I drew an arbitrary line at $300 million. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, read the question once more. If you want. The question is, sure. I'm looking for the highest grossing Christmas films of all time in which Christmas is the, clearly a dominant theme of the movie. I'm looking for the ones that have grossed more than $300 million adjusted for infl- inflation. So nothing, it, the, the word Christmas does not have to be in the title or anything like that. In fact, let me see, the word Christmas is in two of the titles, but not the rest. But no, Christmas is not part of the, they're not necessarily in the title at all. So would White Christmas be one? It's, yeah. it, it would be, but it's just not has it adjusted for inflation. It didn't make the three hundred million list. Okay, it's way down there. So how about How the Grinch Stole Christmas then? How the Grinch Stole Christmas is number five. Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is fifth on the list. of year two thousand. Very good. I was going to say Jim that's Carrey. not the cartoon. That's the Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming then that you are not including Die Hard. If you said it's, uh, you know, Die Hard, I would have problems with because I don't think of it a Christmas movie. But the good news is, is it it is 18th on the list, so it, <laughs> it isn't in the top seven. So we, I don't have to split a hair. The rest are all like the one that's yeah, they're they're clearly Christmas movies, like How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, so how about um, Miracle on 34th Street? Nope. The highest oh. one is, is the new one, but that is like, it's here someplace on the list. It's like 20, it's 36th on the list. Okay. And okay. that's not the Margaret O'Brien one. That's the one with, I don't know, in color. Yeah, the new one. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's combined they'd make it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll think I, I guess the one hint I'll give you is none of them are old. None of them are from the classic. Okay. It's a wonderful life. That that kind of thing. They all, the oldest one on the list is 1990. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm looking for... Home Alone. Back. Home Alone is second on the list. Very good. Very good. Is that 1990? Million. That is yeah. 1990. And that's the okay. oldest one on the list. Very nice. Then so how about you. Home Alone 2? Excellent. That was sort ah. of the sweeper question. That is unbelievably enough fourth on the list. Hmm. Okay. Right. Cameron, you got one more? Uh, Not at the moment. No. Okay. So I'm looking for the other, what do we have? Four left. We have Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, we got three. And we're looking for the other four that have grossed more than $300 million in our Hollywood Christmas films. All right. Very good. And uh, just to remind you, the two numbers to join us, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. This is Minds Over Matter. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Our panel today, that would be Cameron Shaw, teacher and cinematographer. Laurie Fisher, teacher at Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. 
And um, all right, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, Connie from Florida. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question for you. Um, With the recent passing of Norman Lear, I was doing some uh, research into his shows that he was famous for developing or producing or whatever his role was, Um, mostly because they predate me or most of their run predates my life. And I was just curious where they, some of the characters were, you know, came from. And it looks like a lot of them came from All in the Family. So the question is, which major Norman Lear character of all the series he's well known for um, had a military background and was a truck driver and um, truck dispatcher in the U.S. Marine Corps? Did not come out of, you know, initially, you know, out of primary school or whatever, did not go into the acting field. Are you talking about the actor or are you talking about the character in the show? I'm talking about the person, the human being, yeah, the actor. Okay, so could you say the what he was? He was in the military? Say it again. Yeah, truck driver and dispatcher in the military was the first offshoot from, like, high school. (laughs) His first job, okay. Yeah, first job. I'm going to guess, how about John Amos? Um, no. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? I think I know who this is. Uh, is this B. Arthur? Oh. Yes, it is. Oh, oh yes, that's it is. great. She yeah. was in the, I, I do, I do remember reading that. She was in the, uh, yeah, she was a truck driver in, in uh, World War II. Yeah. In the world, yes, in the Marine Corps, she was in. It yeah, like she was right. Stationed in North Carolina, but yeah, wow. that was it. I just thought that was so interesting. That <laughs> is interesting. Yeah, that is. Right. Hey, All Cameron, right, thanks. Love the show. Thank you. Appreciate Cameron, it. Do you, do you know that show? Do you know Maud? Oh, I know Maud, and of course the Golden Girls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> anyway, okay. Let me give you a couple questions here, please, and. Um, the first question is, what was the first animated special to be produced specifically for television? Wow. What was the first animated special to be produced specifically for television? You want to give us a decade or a year? Yeah, it was in the early 60s. Uh, how about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, it predates that. Predates that. Okay, and yeah. that was 1964, Lori. Yeah, so 64. 64. Yeah. So, Cameron, you met, are, any, are any of the Charlie Browns before that? Uh, gosh, that's a good question. I don't know exactly when the Charlie Brown Christmas special right. was produced. So I'm going um, to guess a Charlie Brown. How about your good man, Charlie Brown, or Charlie Brown's Christmas? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. How about the Grinch Who Stole Christmas? Ooh. That yeah, with, that is the sixties, I believe. But no, yeah. not that. So maybe we're looking. Oh, you said early sixties. Okay. Would you discourage us for looking at Christmas themes on this one? No, no. This is Christmas. This is okay, a Christmas, okay. yeah, theme okay. show. Okay. Data finally gives a hint. He usually doesn't. That's great. no, no. <laughs> I said that in the in the oh, uh, in right. the question. Okay. What was the first animated Christmas special to be produced specifically for television? Okay, and is is will you tell us whether it is hand drawn or claymation Ooh. animation? It is not claymation. Okay. So are we is it a Disney 
No, it's not Disney under. Not Disney. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is you know a lot about animation. How about a, did the Flintstones ever have a full length Christmas feature? If I don't think so, I don't think so. A Christmas one's unlikely for prehistoric. I, yeah, prehistoric Christmas they, even <laughs> for the Flintstones might be a bit of a reach. <laughs> All right. So think about that. I'll give you one more question. Um, according to Martha Stewart Living, my Bible, uh, what are the four most re-gifted presents at Christmas time? So in other words, what are the presents you are most likely to get at Christmas that were already g- given to somebody? And they are being given again. So I'll go with the classic fruitcake. Okay. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Joanne None of these going, are food. No okay. food. Joanne is going with clothes. Oh, okay. How about clothing? That's Joanne's guess. Uh, clothing general. is too is too, too generic, generic Joanne. Okay. So according to Martha Stewart Living, what are the four most re-gifted presents you are likely to get at Christmas time? In other words, oh. presents that have been given to somebody and then given again to you. How about scarves? That's a good guess. No, not scarves. Are, are any of them consumables? No. Consumables in terms of like eating wine? or drinking? Yeah, like a bottle of oh. wine. No. Okay. No. I thought wine or champagne might easily get passed on. Mm-mm. All right. Huh. How well, about yeah. socks? You can't re-give socks, can you? Well, if you haven't worn them yet. If you haven't but... worn them. But, <laughs> but no. Not socks. Okay. okay. That's, that's a Hanukkah re-gift, I think. Let me just read these two <laughs> questions once more. Uh, again, what was the first animated Christmas special to be, to be produced specifically for television in the early 60s? And uh, according to Martha Stewart Living, what are the four most commonly re-gifted presents given at Christmas time? In other words, somebody was given these and now they're giving them to you. So what are those four things? Can I guess one more on the Christmas special? uh, All right. Okay. There is a Frosty the Snowman that's fairly old, and I don't know what decade it's from, but I'm guessing. I think that's 60s also, but it's not Frosty the Snowman. Okay. Um, Again, uh, these two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798. Eight two five five, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning, Tom and Debbie and Napa. Happy holidays Hi. to everybody. Hey, happy holidays to you. So, dish towels frequently regifted. Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, that's a that's a very uh, good a personal yeah. experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but you're you're closer than some. Yes, uh, not dish towels specifically, no. I believe Tom has regifted dish towels, just guessing. (laughs) And maybe candles? Candles. Candles is definitely one. Yes, very good. I literally have one this year. That's going to be its fate. So (laughs) you you may not have noticed, but Ethiopia has come up on your last two shows. You actually talked about it last week. So uh, I'm going to keep that going um what do ethiopia and george santos just retired from uh, congress have in common just retired oh what is the connection between george santos and ethiopia and this has come up recently 
very recently. I, I'm worried anything I guess will be insulting to Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, you're not worried about George Santos so much. No, I'm not too worried about him. Um, <laughs> it sort so of continues. His whole life has been fact a stranger than Taylor's. Fact is stranger than his life. Did he make uh, so a pretty unlikely? There's a direct connection okay. between George Santos and Ethiopia on this particular thing. When he resigned, uh, Ethiopia suddenly became very relevant to this bigger story. Does it have something to do with? This is a stretch. Ethiopia, I know, claims to be the final resting place of the Ark of the Covenant. Does it have anything to do with that? Well, my compliments. You're thinking George Santos level, <laughs> but um, but no, no, it's it's quite straightforward. Okay. Did he did he make a claim related to Ethiopia? Nope. Okay, so it wasn't one of his lies that he's a citizen of Ethiopia or ro- Ethiopian no. royalty or related to Haile Selassie or anything. I don't well, know. No, I don't. I can't. I can't think what the connection is. Mm-mm. So it relates to what the Republicans did once he was no longer their candidate. <laughs> what they did. I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. They so, expelled? Well, they, no. They shunned him? <clears throat> well, bottom line is it's, it's who they have nominated to run against George oh. Santos. Oh, it is, she's, uh, she's the Ethiopian uh, Jew, is that correct? That's ex- she's an Ethiopian oh. Jew from the Israeli Air Force who's currently registered as a Democrat. That's right. Oh. And, she, and <laughs> she's going to run as a Republican for his seat. Right. Oh, but, that's uh, right. Again, you, wow. you can't make this up. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, so since we're talking about Africa, um, of the 10 fastest marathon runners, male marathon runners, uh, how many of them are Kenyan? <laughs> Nine. Not, not quite that dominant. Not quite that many. Okay. I'll say seven. So s- six of the ten fastest males are Ethiopian, and five of the ten fastest women. Impressive. Anyway, mm, wow. I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but again, happy holidays and love the show. Oh, thank thank you, and thanks for all your help during the year. We appreciate it a lot. The producer put me on early today, and I'm very grateful to her. All right. (laughs) All righty. Bye. Thank you. And let's see. um, Robert was wondering, uh, this is via email. Robert was wondering if uh, the Burl Ives version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger was the first Christmas cartoon I don't think if Burl Ives was in not in the Rudolph. He was in the uh, uh, the other one, the uh, Frosty the Snowman, or not Frosty the Snowman? I believe Burl Ives was the narrator. Was of he? the rain uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Okay. I think he yes. was too. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, it wasn't Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> so, and Adam is wondering as far as the highest grossing Christmas. Films, The Grinch, which we mentioned, Home uh, Alone. Which actually, is, hold on. Adam is right. There's two. The one you guess is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The number one film is The Grinch, starring oh. Benedict Cumberbatch. So there's two different ones based on that. that oh, is okay. Are right. the biggest. Uh, 
538 million dollars. Way to get it, Adam. Kind of snuck right. in there. And wow. uh, he also is wondering about Bad Santa. Bad Santa. I'm looking for it. It's not in the top whatever. So and no. Elf. Elf is oh, ninth on elf. the list. So no bell on Elf. Just below Love Actual. Right. Two two twenty five. Okay. Okay. Good guess. Okay. And one's the number one. And Cameron, I had a question for you. Yeah. So the on your historical events during the winter solstice. So one of them, if I remember my my childhood history, uh, um, does that have anything to do with the Mayflower? Yes. Yes. Uh, that would be, of course, the earliest one on your yes. list. And uh, you weren't a child at that point, I don't believe. No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> Lori was taking care of me. Oh, yes. um, I took him out there. Yeah. And so the oh, Mayflower, I, I know they arrived, I guess it was in the middle of winter or the early, I know it was in winter. It wasn't the middle of winter, but it was yes. in winter. So is that, is yes. that what it was? So yes, Plim- they Plymouth arrived. Rock. Is it the Plymouth, Plymouth Rock? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes. Good job, Dana. All right. Okay. I gave you very little to go on, and good job. All right. Thank you. Okay. Now, some something closer to his birth date is next. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Right. Well, we, and, we were we were alive for yeah. the space one. Cameron wasn't. I don't think. Maybe she was. You were alive for the space one, so I'll give you some decades now. So the 19th century one was in the 1890s. And the 20th century one was in the 1960s, obviously. So okay, and you said they were science-related or discovery-related in some some way. Exploration. Yes. Both that, of these were science and discovery. Yeah. And the 20th century one it was in space. It's not did not happen on. It Earth. has to do with space. Yeah. yeah. So the the one that's discovery-related mm-hmm. is there some scientific famous scientific discovery? Involved? Yes, yes, very much so. Of um, of an element, say. Yes. No, of an element. Okay. And is it is it somehow holiday or Christmas related? Is it like Christonium or something like that? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be cool, but no. Eighteen nineties. Eighteen nineties. Um. Is that around the time of penicillin? No, it's too early for penicillin, but it is around the time of radium. Is it It radium? The discovery of radium. Good job. Yeah. Nice work. And how about how about the one in the 20th century? Is it the launching of Telstar or Sputnik? Ooh, no. But launching of the satellite? The launching of something. Ooh, okay. But not a satellite. It's before before we went to the moon. Almost for sure. Okay, the f- launching of the first spaceship? Not spaceship, rocket ship? No. Okay. Well, not the first rocket ship. No, that's right. Okay. And Sputnik was the late 50s. <laughs> Joanne's wondering if it's one of the animals that they were sent into space. No. I, I feel like you guys have gotten close enough. So it was the launching of Apollo 8. Okay. Oh, the actual, okay. like... Day that it left the launch pad. Oh, that's which is good. Why it didn't really take place oh, that, in space. That, that counts. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Oh, excellent job, you guys. Got all three. Congratulations. Working hard. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And um, the two numbers to join us, and we would love to hear from you. 
Area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll free. Yes, we have a toll free number. 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. I think we have a couple of lines open, so it's a good time to call. And in the meantime, Cameron, I think it's your turn. Okay, well, on the subject of Christmas specials, the first LED light bulbs debuted to the public in what beloved Christmas special? Really? How are they, you mean just as a, in a background sense or? They were a very uh, prominent part of this Christmas special. Was it the lighting? And I will give you a decade. The decade is the 1960s, which is pretty impressive. Was it the lighting of the tree in Rockefeller Center as part of the special or something for that? No, that is a good, that's a good guess, but uh, no. So it wasn't the tree. And did they make a point like these are a new kind of lights? Like, hey, everybody, we know. I don't know if they, if they lauded it necessarily, but it was a Christmas special that was put on by General Electric as part of like the General Electric holiday bonanza or something. They bring good things to life. If I recall, yes. they did, <laughs> and a few bad ones. Okay, so how about so? Th- and is this associated with a an individual person? Uh, no. Okay, so it's not like the Andy Williams Christmas special. No. Okay, or or the new Christy Minstrels or something. No, <laughs> but it is a Christmas special. It is a Christmas special that is very well known. Yeah, and it does not have it doesn't star a specific person. Yes. Okay. And what, is it a drama or a comedy or is it more of a, a showcase of singers and dancers? It, I would call it the genre would be children's Christmas special. Hmm. All right. Okay. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of Matter. Hi, this is Carla in Oakland. And Hi, Carla. Did- did anybody um, answer the first animated special yet? Not yet. Oh, they did? You did? No, no, not, was it? no not yet. No. Oh, oh, okay. Was it, I'm reaching back into my childhood now, <laughs> uh, was it Alvin and the Chipmunks? No, it was not Alvin and the Chipmunks. I mean, that there was an Alvin and the Chipmunks special in the, in the early 60s, but it wasn't the first, so that's not the first, no. Oh, I tried. <laughs> that's, that's a good guess. They had. They well, had. Thank you very much. Have a good holiday, everybody. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Janos is wondering uh, what the first Christmas opera was written specifically for television and repeated frequently after its 1951 NBC premiere. I, I think it was Amal and the Night Visitor. Is that I think you're right too. Yes, oh. Amal and the Night Visitors. Yes, yeah. I remember seeing that as a child. Giannis? Oh, he yeah. okay. Let us know. Let us know if that's right. Yeah, I saw right. too. That's right. That's right. And uh, Lori, I think it's your turn. All right. Well, we'll keep on our Christmas theme. And I read an article about perhaps my favorite Christmas song, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," which was written for um, Meet Me in St. Louis. I have three questions about it. Famously, in 1957, this might be low hanging fruit. Frank Sinatra wanted one line of the lyric changed. And it was changed to, until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. What was the original line? And 
what was the line changed to is what I meant. The line he did not like because he thought it was too depressing was, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. What was the original line? And then later, the two other questions, I'll give you them all. Hugh Martin, who wrote the lyrics, became involved in religious ministry, and he officially, uh, for his work, changed one word in the title. What was the word he changed from Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas? And one line he changed was Through the Years, well, be all to be together if the fates allowed. He changed one word in that. So I'm looking for it's a lot there. I'm looking for the line that got changed uh, uh, and, and from Sinatra, uh, the line that was he changed, the word he changed in the title, and the line that he changed from through the years while to be together if the fates allowed. So if that's not too confusing. Have that. I know there was in the original version of it there was a depressing line. That they did change before they even got to be put in the movie. Oh, it, so it did not appear in Meet Me in St. Louis, this line. The, no. Uh, the original, but the original, the way the song was written, there was a depressing line in it like, and if we're it, all still alive next Christmas, it's oh. something like that, but I, it's not the exact line. But, but uh, You're right, and then it got changed in the movie and then changed later for the Sinatra special. Oh, okay. Twice. Yeah. Okay. And then the one word in the title. Okay. So have yourself a merry little Christmas after he became involved in religious ministry and he changed the line and through the years while to be together if the fates allow. Hmm. Is it if the Christ allows? I'll give it to you. If the Lord allows. Yeah. All right. right. Okay. And you're very close on the other one too, in a way, the title. Oh. Uh, on the title word? Well, he changed one word and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have yourself a holy little Christmas. Again, you're very adjacent. <laughs> okay. Have yourself a blessed little Christmas. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very good. And so we're only looking for the line of the lyric that was changed. That's harder. All right. Let's leave that out. Okay. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I hope you're having a lovely holiday season, but we hope you can spare a little time for us. We would love to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Good morning. This is Eid. How are you? Hi, Eid. So, you Good. Were, first of all, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And, Thank you. Uh, happy I just Holidays. Like present, you know, I'd like to present my sadness a bit. When we come to this earth, and does God ask us which parents, which country, which religion, or we just get thrown into it as we always, as everybody does? Do we have a choice? What's the question? What's the answer? I'm sorry. We do not have a choice. We don't. We don't have a choice. So I, my heart I think is I should get broken a bell. for all of these poor little kids getting killed in Gaza, as well as the one in Israel as well. So it is sad. So this city, known for the free speech and the, great Mar- the late great Marius Savio, refused to issue uh, a ceasefire resolution as the city of Richmond, as the city of, uh, of uh, Oakland, many other cities across the, across the Bay Area, across the country. But this great city, known for the free speech movement, had near 500, 500 or more people demonstrating every city council they had but yet they refused to do it, and that's total bloody shame. What city? 
Mm. You know, we respect your opinion on these things, but but remember, okay. this is not a political show. In the okay, least. sorry about that. All right, so let's leave the answer for it. Let's leave the answer for it. So the question now I have about the oldest peace treaty in the world. The oldest treaty in the world is between... Peace treaty in the world between two groups. Um, so between two countries, I'm sorry. Uh, I would say one of the countries is Egypt. What is the other one? Is the other one Persia? Well, they're close. No. Um, the Hittites? Hittites it is. Perfect. Okay, what year it was? I, that's nice. kind of <laughs> what year was it? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. That, that yeah. I okay. <laughs> so that was 1269 B.C. That is hmm. 3,292 uh, years ago. 3,292. One just footnote for that thing. Egypt had more female pharaohs and, uh, you know, uh, women kings than any other country in the world. But just in ancient Egypt alone, they had about almost 20. Ooh. And what they, they have through that, their whole uh, thing, Hatshepsut was one of the greatest, first archaeologists uh, uh, to go to Ethiopia and um, to get all kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, trees, uh, picture of people, uh, beautiful piece, and she just did it. So I think women as a whole, we should claim women to be uh, presidents from now on, will have far more peaceful country. Uh, I mean, sorry, far more peaceful world. Thank you, and happy holiday again. And Thank you. Really. For Thank you very much. You take care. All right. Let me quickly give you this because uh, it's a Christmas-themed question. I don't want to use it in July. Um, <laughs> what are the Four best-selling Christmas albums of all time, according to the Recording Industry of America. Um, and this, I'm talking about the United States. So what are the four best-selling Christmas albums of all time in the United States, according to a list provided by the Recording Industry of America? Um, I'll give you each one guess. Remember, not they're not singles. They're Christmas albums. Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't know that she has an album, but she has the great hits. How about Mariah Carey's Christmas album? Yeah. She is later on that list, so oh, yeah, in other words, yeah. she's a, you know a five or six uh, on there. But these are the first four. Okay, uh, I don't know the name of the album, but how about something by Elvis Presley? Elvis is indeed number one. Elvis's Christmas album that has sold ten million plus. Uh, yes, that is the single best-selling Christmas album of all time in the United States. But what are the other three on that list? Are any of them before, Very good. Are any of them before the Elvis album? Huh. Interesting. Uh, one is sort of around the same time, maybe at a year or two earlier. Hmm. Um, but the others are not. It's not the not the Bing Crosby one. That's what I was thinking. Bing Crosby is not on the list, actually. Okay. Uh, Peter uh, was wondering um, if what is the only color Christmas light used in Norway? Mm. And I don't know. This is by royal decree or or <laughs> what? But but what is the only color Christmas light that is used in Norway? I guess logic, well, I, logic's the wrong word. I would say white because that seems to be the most dominant. And you are right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And uh, let's see. Uh, Marilyn is wondering if the first Chris animated 
uh, Christmas television show was Yes, Virginia, There is a Santa Claus. I remember seeing Ooh. that. But no, it wasn't the first. It wasn't oh. the first. Gosh. No. Okay. And yes, uh, I guarantee, well, I can't guarantee you've seen this, but it's, it's, it's actually one of the very best Christmas specials as far as I'm concerned. It was the, my personal favorite from my childhood. So, um, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, this is, uh, Rita in San Francisco. Hi, Rita. And I have a couple guesses. Um, was it Mr. Magoo as Scrooge? Was that the oh. first animated one? That's the one. Mr. Oh, wow. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Oh, that nice is, and that's a terrific special, too. I, I always enjoyed that. And it has, it has songs by Julie Stein and, and Bob Merrill. It has a very top flight uh, composers on it. Uh, so, Jim, yeah. Is Jim Backus Mr. Magoo? Jim Backus is Mr. Magoo, that's yes. Cool. Mr. Magoo's Christmas wow. Special, 1962. Very yeah, good. I could, I could remember that from being a little kid. <laughs> Way um, to go, Rita. <laughs> and on the top items that are regifted, uh, yeah. would like scented hand soap be <laughs> one of them? I'm going to give that to you. It's it's uh, it's just they have a just a generic soap, so all kinds of soap. But yeah, soaps is definitely one. All right. Um, so I have a couple Christmas related questions about movies mm-hmm. and um white christmas um what month was it released in hmm. oh hmm. seems like a trick question i'll I'll <laughs> go with the outlier of july no okay but you have, you have the right idea yeah, okay <laughs> i think i'm gonna go a little bit later i'll say maybe september or october it was October 14th, 1954. Oh, nice. And even though it didn't exactly get a lot of critical acclaim, it turned out to be the highest grossing film of 1954. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. That's cool. So I have a couple questions about It's a Wonderful Life. All right. Um, when, when was it first shown on TV? Huh. Are you looking uh, for a specific year? Yes. Okay. Well, it's interesting. It went into, that's a public domain, or at least for a long time, it was a public domain yeah. film. Or it, it, the rights had lapsed, and, and so you could basically show it any time. Um, so I don't know if they started showing it on TV when that happened or that was before that. So, but I, I will just say the the early early to mid 50s is that am i off there yeah the, the i was kind of surprised at the date that i thought it said 1976 i didn't really? remember it being that late maybe that's when they started showing it as a holiday special rather than yeah. just a yeah I, uh, I well I know, I, i'm not sure you know, i think I, I saw it before that and i couldn't have seen it in a theater so okay. Sort of, well, sort of I, I sort of I sort of wondered about that date, but the following year in 1977, an adaptation of that movie was made for TV under a, a different title. Does anyone know what the title of that movie was? Is it It Happened One Christmas or something like that? It sure is. Give yourself <laughs> a bell. Nice, right. <laughs> Great job, Dana. Don't know it. And 
who um, these are these are well known um, people who starred as the angel. This is in the TV one. Yes, in seventy seven. Yes, was the person a big star? Um, I don't know that they were a big star, but this is definitely a name you're going to recognize. Did they change the lead into a woman? Yes. So I know there was... Her name was... Her name in the movie was Clara Oddbody. (laughs) (laughs) Good name. Of course, yeah. No, but I mean, did they change the, the, the James Stewart role into a woman, or is that still a man? Yes. Yes, that's uh, the angel, and her name in the movie was Clara Oddbody. But I'm looking for the name of the actress, the act who who played her. I know Marlo Thomas did a version of something like that. Was was Marlo Thomas in it anywhere? No. Okay. No, it was it was Cloris Leachman. Oh, jeez! Wow. (laughs) All right, and now this is one. And now who played Mister? Potter in that version. And this is a very, very, very well-known actor. No. Although not not known for his TV work. So this is like a a movie star, Oscar-winning type? Yeah. Okay. And and can we think of him as a curmudgeonly old man? You sure could. (laughs) 1977, okay. Gosh. Uh, Henry Fonda. No, it was. Total guess. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to you because it's so weird. Orson okay. Wells. Oh wow! <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> I could see him as a curmudgeonly old man. Yeah. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. So it happened one Christmas in 1977. Well, thank you again for your show and uh, an idea maybe for next week. Maybe you could ask some of the callers, what was your favorite question this year? Because I still cannot get over Lori's incredibly fabulous questions about Davy, the Davy Crockett show. I, I have <laughs> I had so many laughs with my friends about that. Thanks a million. Oh, I appreciate and very, that. Thanks. Very happy holidays to all of you. All right. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. It's almost Christmas, and we hope you will give us a quick call if you can. Those numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. You know, it occurs to me, my fault, uh, we did not repeat our questions in the middle of the show, so let's quickly do that right now. Cameron, uh, what do you have left there? Okay, the only thing I have out is the first LED light bulbs debuted to the public in what beloved Christmas special? I'll give you a minor hint. It is currently the longest-running Christmas special of all time, so it's shown every year still. Hmm. And I'm looking for the top seven grossing Christmas films, and we have three to get. Uh, and they all earn more than $300 million. And then in the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, what line in the original song that made it to the movie did Frank Sinatra object to? And what, how was it changed? What lyric did he sing? Uh, give the films that people already got. Right. Oh, they got The Grinch, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Those are what we have. And I'm looking for three more. 
about Carol. how about the Muppet Christmas Carol? You know, you would think it'd be up there, but it is oh, not. I'm looking for it favorite. on the list there. Yeah, one okay. of my favorites too. Nope, not in the top twenty. Okay. Uh, I should say that uh, Kevin also got the answer to this. Uh, the first animated Christmas special to be produced specifically for TV, 1962, that was Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Um, and according to Martha Stewart Living, what are the four most regifted presents at Christmas time? Uh, we have so far candles and soaps. What are the other two on that list? And I'm just going to throw in one quick question here because it's Christmas related. What is the mo- what is the single most common clothing item given as a Christmas present? I got to go with scarf. No, no socks. Mm-hmm. I got to go with socks. Not socks. What is the single most common clothing item given as a Christmas present? Thirty percent of Whoa. all clothing items given are this item. Joanne guesses sweaters. Not sweaters. Mm-hmm. No. All the all the classics. Yeah. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Are you there? Hi, is it, is it us? It is you, yeah. Is Your radio is on in the back, so you have to turn that down. You so, okay, hello there. Danny and Sandra in Albany. Hi. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. We have a couple of guesses. Uh, regifting. Uh, I wonder if it's a book. No books. No. Ah, Ooh, really? How about the, uh, the the Christmas movies? The best-selling Christmas movies. I was wondering if the Santa Claus was on there. The Santa Claus is just off the list at oh. number eleven, so no I, bell. Sorry, thought Santa. maybe because they made three of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're all, making that they're much all money. On, they, you know, they keep they keep doing it. Uh, very close. Yeah, you know, I got to thank you for Mr. Magoo, though. I hadn't thought of him all all this this holiday, and, and then we we refer to Razzleberry dressing every year for the last sixty and years. That's before. right. That's a great. I, I remember that very well. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's very very cool. Uh, well, let's see here. Um, just because I heard on the radio yesterday, and 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 it uh, it, it infuriated me. Uh, I've got to snarkily ask if uh, one of the best selling Christmas albums is Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> Uh, well, it just does. It happens to be one of the best-selling. Oh, so yes. bad. I'm Are you? So sorry. Oh, I, I, no, was, number was, four is Mannheim Steamroller Christmas, and oh, that sold good. six million copies. Yes, not a guess. Well, that, that helps explain why we can't seem to get rid of it. All right, uh, all right. <laughs> real, real quick, I've, I've got a, uh, a slightly non-holiday thing, unless you. Think of coins in the stocking. Yeah, uh, Hanukkah, yeah. Okay, Hanukkah, Gelt. Here we go. Okay, so uh, Mer- American coins, money, it, uh, loose change in your pockets. Uh, we have uh, coins that are colloquially known as pennies, nickels, and dimes. And so, uh, you know, penny is one cent, nickel is five cents, dime is ten cents. Uh, my question, uh, referring to their uh, value, is uh, which one is uh, the odd man out and why? A penny, a nickel, a dime, or how how many do we have to choose from here? Penny, nickel, dime, quarter, half nope, dollar, just dollar? penny, nickel, and dime. Oh, just penny, nickel, and dime. Okay. Well, the dime is an even number that can be divided by the other two. <laughs> well, that, that we weren't considering that. Yes, that's, well, that's true. That we got to give you a bill for that, but that wasn't uh, the intent. That's not it, huh? Okay, Quite that's true, not it. No, no. This has to do with with uh, their names, the coins themselves, and the, the coins themselves. 
So the dime is the shortest word, but worth the most. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> okay. But also right, not I'm, right, right. It's late. I'm just okay. going to tell you. Uh, uh, Don't wonder. Is Penny? Penny is... Uh, it does not have the word penny on it. It says one cent on the back, and the nickel is worth five cents, and it says five cents and not nickel. And yet we call them nickels. But the dime does not say ten cents. It says one dime. Oh, interesting. Oh. All right. Mm. That's pretty good. Mm. All right. yeah. So, yeah. You came up with that last night. So, all right, you guys, uh, have a very happy fabulous whatever holiday. and happy new year and... Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. talk to you soon. Thank you for everything. All right. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, and thanks for everything over the last year. We appreciate your calling. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. We certainly enjoy hearing from you. Uh, the two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Good uh, afternoon. Good morning. Hi, Peter from Florida. Hi. Okay, Cameron, what does the winter solstice have in common with It's a Wonderful Life? Uh, I, I'm not sure off the top Stay of my flexible. head. Stay flexible. Was he going to jump off the bridge on the winter solstice? No, Maybe. completely different direction. Think okay. in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the uh, astrology. <laughs> I know nothing about astrology, so yeah, uh, I'm not a big astrologist. We, we, just, we just began what? What did we just begin in the uh, in the zodiac? Uh, Sagittarius season? No. <laughs> I think. No? Okay. I Gosh, I don't know. No, well, honestly, we know nothing about these. <laughs> okay. It was, just, it was just real Capricorn. Capricorn, sorry. And so what's the okay. connection to It's a Wonderful Life? Capricorn is a goat, I think. No, you're too rigid. Right? Frank Capricorn. Okay. Oh, of course. Oh, Thank you. Right, okay. right there. Just, yeah. You got to right. be limber. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, have a, have a good uh, a good year coming up, however you measure it. Uh, okay? Thank, Thank you very you. much. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Cap- it's a stretch, but to get the Capricorn, not bad. Stretch, <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Word and, Okay. And Tina is wondering if the most regifted item is fruitcake. Uh, no, I think that came up once before. Yeah, but it's, I guess not. And also, um, candy or chocolate. Um, no, I think people keep candy and chocolate for themselves to eat. You they do. You do. Yeah. They don't, they don't and, you, and you said none of them are consumables, like food or alcohol, right? No, they're not. Okay. No. So, hmm. and uh, next call. Are you on Minds Ever Matter? Hey, it's Melissa and Bill. Hi. Hey, um, I think we just have time for guesses. For the highest grossing films, and you'll have to excuse me, was, is Beetlejuice a Christmas film? Ah, I, I, Cameron? Not really. The good news is it's not on the list, so no, and I don't okay. think it's a Christmas film. Okay. You may and be thinking for, of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not on the list. Okay. 
the four most re-gifted gifts. How about, let's see, Melissa was guessing coffee cups. Ooh. No coffee cups, no. All right, and sweaters? No sweaters, no clothing, Oops. no clothing at all. Nope. No clothing. Mm-hmm. And let's see, she was guessing for the one of the best-selling Christmas albums. Dana, how about Andy Williams's Christmas album? You know, I think he's further down the list. At, I think he might be in the top ten, uh, but he's not in the top four, definitely. Okay. And the last thing, uh, a quick guess on the most common clothing item that's given. How about pajamas? Not pajamas. What a good guess. I, I have a guess on the clothing item. How about lingerie? You're partially right. Uh, uh, all right, I'll just, Undergar- I'll just undergarments. Underwear is the <laughs> single most <laughs> important. Yeah, that's terrific. I'm sticking. With, I'm sticking with lingerie. <laughs> yeah, I think you should too. And I think you should all have have a great holiday season. I'm going to hold my question for next time. All right. Well, thank you very much. It was good to hear from you. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to wrap it up now. And uh, Time to give out the rest of our answers. Uh, Cameron, start with you. Uh, can I guess real quick on the gifts, the re-gifted gifts? Uh, sure. Okay, how about some kind of plant? No plants. No mm-hmm. plants, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, the only thing I have out is the first LED light bulbs debuted to the public in what beloved Christmas special? The answer we've talked about a few times is Rudolph the Red-Nosed oh, Reindeer. Really? It was yeah, Rudolph's right. Red Nose in 1964. Oh, nice. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, the films we're missing on the highest grossing Christmas films of all time are The Polar Express, A oh. Christmas Carol, the one with Jim Carrey, and one I've never heard of, Alvin and the Chipmunks have appeared again here, and in Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the line that was changed that Sinatra didn't like was, until then we'll have to muddle through somehow. He thought that was too depressing, and it became Hang a Shining Star Upon the Highest Bow. Right. Quick question for you, Dana. Is Burl Ives one of the top-selling Christmas albums? It is not. Okay. Uh, just a quick uh, email here. Sandra was wondering, uh, said it happened on Christmas. did have Marlo Thomas in it, so I was oh. right about it. My, my, oh, nice. my memory was okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sandra, for, for that. And um, Okay, so according to Martha Stewart Living, what are the four most regifted presents at Christmas? Soaps, bath salts, moisturizers, and candles. So, I don't know. That sounds, that sounds more like a... Beware, people. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, and the what are the four best-selling Christmas albums of all time in the United States? Elvis's Christmas album, Miracles, the holiday album by Kenny G, and that's you. You always think of Kenny G at Christmas time. Uh, the Christmas Song by Nat King Cole, and the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas. So, if we didn't get to your call, I do apologize. Uh, thank you very much for listening to our program today. We are here every Saturday morning at ten a.m. Our panel, that was Cameron Shaw, teacher and cinematographer, and Lori Fisher, teacher at Davo Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thanks to Joanne Marr for handing the board and phones. And, of course, our thanks to you for all the support during the year and your wonderful listening and calls. And we will actually be back next Saturday before the year ends, and we look forward to hearing from you. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Have a great Christmas. Bye-bye.